Hello everyone, my name is Carolyn. Welcome to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I am the CEO of The Financial Moment. We offer money coaching for those who are ready and willing to make financial changes in their lives. For the most of us, there comes a point in time where we think to ourselves, it would be really nice to own property. But it sometimes can feel like a pipe dream and not very easily obtainable. So I created this podcast to give you all the information and tools you need to take the steps forward toward home ownership. Take it from me, my husband and I started our lives together working part-time jobs with a young child. Fast forward through many hiccups and failures, we stepped our feet into our very first home. For us, it was a pile of dirt, but eventually our family home was built on that dirt. Now we are in the midst of growing our investment property portfolio. I created the Savings for Your First Home podcast to give you easy, actionable tools for you to do the same. If you have that same gut feeling that I did and want to create a life for yourself and your growing family, but don't know where to start, you are in the right place. Let's do this. Ever wonder how you've developed your habits surrounding money? You know, perhaps it's you love to shop and find enjoyment in the art of the deal. But then you have a friend who is the total opposite and saves every penny. It's so strange. Each of us has a personality when it comes to money. And how that was developed comes from many different factors. It can be the way you were raised. It can be driven from experiences from your past. Or it can be just the influence of an individual, maybe your spouse or a loved one. However it was developed... Our personality dictates our relationship with money. It is important to recognize who we are in relation to money. Certain habits can be the reason why you may not be reaching your goals. Now, for me, you know, I love to shop. (laughs) Black Friday was a ritual for me. I would make it a point to visit my family in Florida every November just to be sure that I could capture all of the deals and finish my Christmas shopping, I would say, to myself. One year, I took the red-eye flight. I landed just after midnight, which was perfect timing with the mall opening. Straight from the airport, luggage in hand, I headed for the mall. That night, I shopped until 5 a.m. And when I returned to my sister's place and rested for a few hours, I headed back out for my second phase. Now, in my defense, I did need to buy Christmas presents. I had young children, niece, nephew, and others to consider. But the idea of a budget was kind of a guideline. I had a plan, an idea of what I needed to buy, but somehow some unexpected purchases landed in my shopping cart as well. Now, why do you think this is? What dictated that behavior? Did I need to change to better manage my money? This is why I think we should explore different money personalities. There is a book titled Happy Money by Ken Honda, and he identified seven money personality types. So I'd like to go through four of them. Now, there are certain signs that may dictate whether or not you are a compulsive spender. It can be that you have a tendency to spend money on the things you maybe don't necessarily need. You may have an outgoing personality and love treating people to something special, sometimes for no particular reason. And sometimes if you're in emotional distress, the solution is to spend, and that provides immediate gratification. There may be good points and bad points to this type of behavior. Like I said, not one of these personalities are 
right or wrong. It's just kind of who we are. So let's take a look at the pitfalls. Even if someone has a large amount of debt, a compulsive spender will often continue to go on shopping sprees. Now, they may even try to hide large purchases from friends and family. In extreme cases, they may be even at risk of going bankrupt if they consistently spend more than they earn. What is the advice for this type of person? Creating a budget plan will help to see things from a different perspective. Reminding yourself that buying this new car, when you already kind of have one that's working perfectly fine, may not be the right answer. Perhaps sacrificing on certain things will enable you to reach your bigger goals like retirement or paying off debt. It's just a matter of looking at things a little bit differently if you are a compulsive spender. Now let's look at another personality type. We have a compulsive saver. You know, these people, they put away money endlessly. You know, sometimes with not even an actual goal in mind. They believe in saving and it's the only way to feel a little bit more secure in life. Their personality type may be that they're frugal. Friends will come and often ask them for advice on what company is the cheapest, which phone company should I go with, how many points can I earn with this particular card, or when it's the best time to buy a plane ticket at the lowest price because the compulsive saver is all about saving money. What are some of the pitfalls with being a compulsive saver? Perhaps it's being afraid of losing money. This goes back to what we were talking about earlier about our past dictating what our personality is like right now. Some compulsive savers are so afraid of losing money that they go their entire lives without spending any of what they've worked so hard to save. For example, they may even choose to skip out on hobbies or activities that actually bring them happiness and purpose because it maybe costs a little bit of money. So what's our advice to these compulsive savers? Life is about moderation. You've got to learn to find the balance between saving money and enjoying life because you don't want to go through all your life worrying that you don't have enough money in the bank. There really needs to be a balance of enjoying the things that you would love to do. It may be spending time with your children. It may be traveling. It may be hanging out with your friends. Whatever that may be that brings you enjoyment, it may cost you a little bit of money. But again, using your budget to allocate time and money to the things that you love is definitely possible. Think about where you see yourself in the future and how you can actually use your savings to get to that place. Thirdly, let's look at the compulsive money maker. Now, these are people that believe that earning more money is really the secret to happiness. You spend all of your energy trying to make as much money as possible. And you actually get pleasure from the approval and the recognition of other people about your financial success. Nothing wrong with these types of ambitions. Let's take a look where there may be some pitfalls. A compulsive saver is usually on a very strong path to achieving financial freedom. It may start with your schooling and then you get into a really good job and perhaps you're an entrepreneurship type and they are really driven to achieve financial freedom. However, they can enter dangerous territory if they start neglecting some important relationships and start to prioritize their wealth over other things that are important to them. Working on weekends, overspending time with loved ones, really trying to prioritize and make sure that you have an equal distribution of your time, effort, that's going to go into money, and that's going to go into some of the other things that you love in life. So be careful of those pitfalls. 
What is the advice for our compulsive moneymaker? Recognize that there is more to life than money. You may have a sizable amount of wealth and want to give it purpose. However, using that money to donate to an important cause or treating your family to a vacation that you've been talking about for years, these are kind of ways where you can use what you've gained in life to create more happiness and more balance and more joy in the rewards of your labor. Finally, we have the worrier. Now, I worry about the worrier. (laughs) It sometimes means that it doesn't matter how much money you have, you're always worrying that you may lose it at any given time. You lack a little bit of confidence in your abilities to achieve financial freedom, and you're constantly obsessing over the worst case scenario of what will happen if you run out of money. That type of worry plays on your mind. And this is where sometimes mental health issues can come into play and really give you physical distress if you're always worrying about your money and financial situation. Worrying comes from perhaps real life experience. It can come from people who really don't have the means to actually provide for their family. And so that worry is just a part of their DNA. A few of the pitfalls of this particular type of personality is to be aware of what could happen if you don't prepare for your future. Now, this is why I started this podcast in the first place, because it really doesn't matter what type of financial situation you're in. You can always prepare and plan. And there are steps that you can take, and we're going to talk about this along the way, of how you can make your future into a better place. Worrying and having anxiety can really eat away at your happiness. Be conscious. I think that's my best advice for the worrier is to be conscious and seek positivity around your money conversations. Work on understanding where those financial worries are really coming from and then maybe talk to someone. Reach out to a financial advisor. Talk to a money coach or have those casual conversations with your friends and see how they are coping with things. All these things will help to ease that worry and not give you that anxiety that you have surrounding money. These are the four examples of money personality types. If you want more information on determining who you are, I would highly recommend that book, Happy Money by Ken Honda. What do we take away from all of this? What does it mean? Now that we know who we are as a person when it comes to money, what do we do? Knowing yourself really is the first step. Once you know yourself, you can kind of address what problematic areas that cause problems with the way you manage money. Reminding yourself that buying the latest and greatest trend showing on Instagram, maybe fashion, clothes, jewelry, vehicles, whatever that trend may be, buying that latest trend, not the best idea and damage your budget perhaps sacrificing on those certain things and saving that money for the bigger goal like retirement or paying off debt may actually bring more reward and satisfaction. I have four takeaways for our different personality types. Number one, for our savers. Think about your goals, what it is you want to attain in life. For the saver, I know it's always thinking about the future and putting away for a rainy day, but let's consider today. Is there something that you want to do with your family? Is there something that you want to share with others? Maybe those priorities are also just as important as providing for your future. 
So I'd like you to take 15 minutes and just write down some of the things that you would truly enjoy to be a part of today. Then change the budget to allocate money towards those things. All right, number two for our spenders, we need to take a close look at what we're spending. So every time, and I mean every time you make a purchase, take two seconds before you make that purchase, before you tap, before you press enter on your keyboard, take a minute to just really think about if you need this product or not. Because that two second or minute assessment can really determine whether or not you need to spend that money. Is this a want? Is this a need to have? That's the question you need to ask for every single purchase because as a spender, it's a habitual thing. And so in order to really curve and change behavior, you need to be asking that question every single time you make that purchase. And it can come from groceries. It can come from Amazon purchases. It really can come anywhere. You know, the vendors today are very good at marketing where we shop the most. For example, you go into Costco, you're going there to buy some groceries for the week. You pick up clothing, you can pick up dishes, you can pick up electronics, all sorts of things. They do that purposely for people like us, the spenders, to capture your attention. When you are about to make that purchase, when you're about to press enter on the online purchase, think again and think about whether or not this is aligning with your goals. Thirdly, for our money makers, you know, everybody wants to have a great financial future. However, you don't want to miss what's happening around you today. Are you spending too much time at work? Are you spending too much time away from your family? Maybe you don't have a family. Maybe that's part of your goals, but you're just so busy and so focused on making that money so that you'll be ready when the person comes along. Unfortunately, you may have passed by that person that is the person for you. Take a pause and think about what's important today. Although you are providing for your future life, think about today and how your present day life is being affected. For my warrior, I want you to think about what effect this is having on yourself, what it's doing to your own personal health. I understand the warrior. It may come from a real sense of being short when it comes to money, but I think it's just about reprioritization. Some of the time we do end up spending money just to make ourselves kind of feel better where that money could have gone to something that we are currently worrying about. Next episode, we are going to talk about reviewing our expenditures and all personalities can benefit from this. Where is our money really going? Can we curb it and change it to actually provide for the things that we really want? So head to episode three. We are going to talk about how to look at our expenditures and what we can do to actually change them. Thank you for listening. We are committed to helping you place your very first steps into your new home. See you next time.